Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Jolian White. He is the founder and creative director at 10 Days. Jolian, welcome. This is an episode we were very much looking forward to as entire team at Sours. So we're very happy that you're here. Hello, everyone. Very excited to be here. Very excited to chat. So for our audience, too, please tell us a bit more about yourself and how you came to where you are today. Cool. So, okay, story. So um, I actually started out working at Mother um, and uh, it was was sort of like the the mecca of advertising when I started out. Uh, I wanted to sort of the creative holy land, if you like, Uh, and uh, went worked there for four or five years, but on Money Supermarket, Ikea, lots of big brands and really, really enjoyed it. Um, And then an opportunity came up to go work at um, Four Creative. It's a Channel Four um, broadcast. Um, what do you call it? Broadcast broadcaster. That's a good word. Uh, and uh, very a great opportunity came up there. Um, but it was it was weirdly for maternity cover, and so I spent my whole sort of life trying to get to mother, and then. Uh, decided that we would go and uh, everyone thought we were nuts and to have to do this so we were absolutely crazy to leave our full-time lovely job at mother uh, and head to um channel four and we while we were there we were lucky enough uh, so i was in a creative partnership before um so not anymore but um so when i say we <laughs> that would make sense um and we ended up being able to be the creatives behind the 2016 Paralympics um, advert, which sort of went, went, went everywhere and and did really, was really successful. So that was uh, really, really lovely. And then at the end of the maternity cover, we were lucky enough to have an opportunity to go work at Wyden and Kennedy. Again, another sort of big advertising agency where you really, everyone wants to go, I guess the creative, another creative holy land. Um, And it was amazing. We went and uh, went there and worked on Nike, worked on Lurpak, and got to make some really great campaigns there and i think it was one of those weird weird moments where i was working on a brief and we with this i remember i think we very rarely do you ever sort of um crack a brief where everyone agrees that you've cracked a brief it often is there's like oh, there must be more work to be done must be over there but there's this one time we did it and uh we cracked it even the whole agency especially widens being quite sort of strategically minded they they were they're not very good at sort of admitting when you crack a brief and so when they did we were like great and we cracked it in the first 48 hours of working on it and we went and we said okay great should we present it to the client and they turned around and they said well we actually got three more weeks of creative development we need to charge them for so can you just like come up with some more stuff and I'm like but we're all in agreement here this is the idea we want to make this is the idea that's a good idea and they were like, yep, but we're not going to, um, we're going to have to go through that. And I, I just remember being like, this is ridiculous. And I was, I think that frustration started to sort of, you know, when something, I think it's like start seeping in, you start seeing lots and lots of other stuff and the sort of cracks started to appear. And I mean, even being at Widens, which is arguably one of the best advertising agencies going, I still started to see so many things where I was like, oh God, we're like, we are our own worst enemy here. We're like, overthinking ideas we are making making harder work than it needs to be and and often like to its detriment and and I think that's where started to have uh, started to question things and uh I, I was it's funny I was at the time I was making um 
in my spare time, I, uh, my side hustles, I was making music videos and directing music videos and having very, very small budgets to make stuff. And I was like, there was no, there's no, there's no opportunity for people to question things or overthink things. It was just like, yeah, let's do it. And, and you ended up, we ended up, I ended up, I sort of ended up making lots of things that not only was I proud of, but like I sent around to the agency and they were like, wow, this is incredible for like the amount of money or the amount of time you spent on it. And I, I started, I started this, adding these two things together. And um, I then, it then started to share my frustrations with my two brothers who were also in the industry. So uh, George was a, at the time was a, um, a strategist, he'd, but he had uh, worked at Gray Anomaly and he was currently at a smaller agency called Lagos Delaney. Um, and he, he shared all the same frustrations that I shared. Um, and um, we then talked to uh, my other brother, Dominic, who he was in the he's a sound genius a composer he's 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 annoyingly talented the annoyingly talented brother and um we we had he had been helping me with the music videos and he'd been helping me pretty much we're sort of a bit closer in age and we were just we'd always had that idea of making stuff and just just doing stuff and uh, we were like we said look there must be a a, must be a better way of doing like a smarter way of doing something and we were while we were we were sort of shouldn't say this probably, but while we were kind of in our jobs, uh, we did we thought we would do a little test. See, when we were working with a, a friend who had a business, and it was so we were sort of tri- treated it thing, and we said, look, let's let's just try and do this quickly. And uh, we we just thought let's cut out the faff, cut out the shit. Sorry, can I swear? Yeah. Sorry, I swear. Okay, shit. We're called. What's wrong with them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, I've ruined it. I've sworn. Um, okay, I'll say, I'll say shit more often. Yeah. Um, and um, I think that, like, we just, we, we just gave it a go, and we just again, and we, and we did it. I think just in just over nine, nine days or something. And I think I remember George saying, oh, we should call ourselves two weeks. And I was like, that sounds awful. And then that's <laughs> like, that's a terrible idea. Um, and then we 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 just decided to go with ten days, and I think so. That's coming up to three years ago now when we we did that, and so it was literally just after sort of the the, the pandemic and that stuff. Because I think it was a, there was an opportunity to really to sort of really kind of change question things a bit more. I think people were much more susceptible to like different things, and I think maybe in the before that there might have been a lot less open-mindedness to sort of something new and I think when we came in we had conversations with people and and clients they were just so open to something new and I think that I would like to think that had a big impact on us and yeah so that's kind of how 10 days kind of and my background could have led to it they kind of stream into one because my frustrations with stuff thing but I think we definitely we try and focus like with what we do and we'll come on to all the sort of fun stuff we do, but like it really comes down to just like, I think what was missing in the gap in the market for us and why 10 days almost, I think has been doing so successful beyond all the stuff I'll talk to you about, about what's wrong with the industry in some ways. But I think the gap in the market really was that there was lots of different agencies promising to do different things and trying to be whatever defiant this or whatever rubbish um but actually the truth is like we they were just kind of like doing the same thing that the ad industry has always done they weren't actually trying to change it and i think like what 
what we do is by being called 10 days it's implicit in our name that we're trying to be something different and i think that 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 has been a massive gap and then we just we just we just take all the big ad agency thinking so all that stuff of where i've worked and what i've done and with george's strategy help and dominic's sound experience and all this and we've just gone you know what let's just distill all that all that thinking and just do it quicker and uh, i mean I'll, it's funny i'll end up this is me rambling you know i told you it would happen but um please <laughs> keep rambling um i think like this I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll stop there and we can some talk some more no but i mean i love this so much and i get i, I feel like you guys are proof that, that, that the pandemic had silver linings in that i totally agree like it, something happened to all of us right like whether that's questioning our existence to really wanting to see new and different and i think that um open-mindedness in many industries also gave us more courage to be more bold than maybe we haven't been before and i think um in that sense you know we often say when in innovation and design innovation for example the problem usually is not the innovation itself is all the system that it tries to exist in or like come out from right and what you're describing to me is that right like there is so much that gets lost in just corporate machine I mean it then becomes the creative work I think becomes secondary to feeding the needs of the beast which is the corporation itself and um, what does that do to creativity how does that impact um, the potential of good work right and in the end I always see agencies as like kind of not only just ad creators but big these engines that could really um inspire drive change and push for change right because like as a more relatively young in a small studio for example we could have the best concepts but without the big partners that can really push for that we can't really be as loud as we want to be and they have that power but it gets lost and that example you gave in terms of like we have a brilliant idea we can't share it because we need to like charge for three weeks like that is just it's like mind-blowing and you're kind of like well if you get to a corporation level though is it inevitable like this probably happens like that's quite a chronic symptom in like research is done so ineffectively like you could do so much more research but you can't because you spend it all everywhere else um prototyping is done so expensively you know like all these like lack of resourcefulness and creativity almost in the process is getting in the way of so much and you're kind of like then why should big corporations ever collaborate with other big corporations I mean there needs to be way many more 10 days to um, really drive that like kind of momentum and change and spark that we very much need and especially coming from you know ad and creative content space because that's what inspires us um I mean yeah, otherwise so. it's the news the urgent news that tells us like world is ending you know like either that really drives us or where we can get inspired is through really the work that creative agencies do and yet what you're telling me is very um it's a indicative of you know our problem today and how we can't really change even though we're in desperate need 
of progress and why we're moving so slow. Um, but anyway, I just took your story and exploded to like all industries, all corporations. Oh, you know, it's great. It's exactly, no, this is, I mean, all this stuff is exactly why we, why 10 days exists. And I think we talk, we also talk about it as in like, like, it's like this, it's an outdated process. I think almost like the, like they've, advertising has, the processes haven't changed and, mm -hmm. but the world has changed. Cultures, the, the way, the whole fast culture moves has changed and we haven't, we haven't kept up with that, but I think, you know, that in some ways that kind of keeping up with culture is, is not actually the main, re it's a byproduct of why we exist actually. And, fu and funny enough, it's, and you, you nailed it on the head when you said about, you know, what does that do to the work when you sort of, when you have all these kind of corporate functions that kind of, you know, barriers are arguably and, and processes that kind of constrain things. And we often say it's like, they, you know, you know, why have you got, all these different people in a meeting why and everyone then you've got more people in this meeting and they end up feeling they have to say something to justify their existence in the room and usually without sort of being too sort of thing if they're not sure what they're gonna if they're not confident in what they're gonna say they say something that actually detriments the idea and actually dilutes the idea and you end up sort of this thing and we, we always say like there's a everything not just the speed it takes and, and it's thing it's just like everything is bloated everything is just this 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 thing where it's like it, it kind of it, when you said about what it does to the work well it makes the work bland it makes the work vanilla and like and you know every and, and we talk at you briefly sort of touched on research and things like that and i think what we've done is we've tried to make everything as safe as possible um and what we've done is then we've just ruined the reason advertising exists which is to sort of disrupt which is to make right. people see things differently and i think what well, you know and again like it, it's sort of it, all the reasons we exist is that no we no politics no bullshit no faff and 100 nothing bland nothing vanilla and like we talk about this um at the moment it's been something quite fascinating because i don't think we anticipated it exactly to work like this but we've got clients coming to us and the first question they say is please tell me you can do it in longer than 10 texts. <laughs> and it's, really? it's, it's funny that it's not, we, what we've learned is that there are some projects where they go, oh, we have a need for this, a need right, for speed. Right. And they, they come in and they go, oh, we've booked media or we've just worked with this really crappy agency who've mm. done the brief, any justice or all these different things. And I think what, we ended up sort of realizing was that they 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 bought into our like our approach our approach to things, not the fact we're a speed. And we started to like we started to kind of recently it's one of those things where you kind of we've been so busy on client we've got client like we've almost got a waiting list for clients, which is like really exciting. But like we haven't had time to really sit down and go why we're what you know what makes what we do and why do we do what we do and what makes what we do great. Yeah. It came down to this thing when we we've distilled it quite recently of this this idea of it's not actually we're not even though we're called 10 days we're not actually it's not the speed that's important it's what the speed enables so we've it speed stops um and what speed encourages people to make braver decisions and so those braver decisions lead to more disruptive work and i think the problem with the industry is actually the biggest problem is overthinking and the reason people overthink is because they've got lots of time to overthink things. And the more time you have, you could literally undo 
any if you could take the best ideas that have ever existed in the world and if you gave that to them time and you gave enough people <laughs> sort of interrogating right. it right that wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened it won't it wouldn't have happened and people would tear it apart they'd find holes and everything and i think what we've actually learned is that it's the 10 days philosophy is is about just being making bra- those braver decisions and gut you know we say it here like gut rules um and like it, it it's it's just we always drive we're always thinking of fame and we're always thinking of like how do we how do we enable i i'm I, you know even with fennel for example i mean fantastic client so it helped um but like you know there was just this that we were just like look you've got to do something big and bold and you've got to make some like can't be afraid and you know there's not many companies out there that would have done what fennel did in some ways because they would have gone oh we're going to do this we go through the different legal aspects we go through this like <laughs> it's not like we were subtle about who it was <laughs> like we were targeting and i think like again it was like those decisions is why we're even having this conversation now is because you know it, they 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 realized that to make to make an impact you've got to be brave with your decisions and i think that's where the speed element comes in so it's been so effective us and we've actually just kind of distilled and it's a bit bit dramatic but we've kind of our kind of tagline going forward is going to be go fast or die because we think <laughs> we're like, we're like it's, it's that's kind of where it comes down to it's like you know if you and it's almost like all the things i'm saying is that the, it's what fast leads to that makes it it makes it more interesting it's what fast enables what fast encourages but we're not actually like i don't think we're like we do things super fast like everyone's like oh you must do things so quickly and we're like no we just um we strip out all the all the faff we strip out all the fat we just make everything really lean really simple and it's almost like i think it's like i remember this really lovely story where it was like um maybe it's a bit of a myth but I, i feel like i've read it enough or heard it enough now that um they talk about when mother mother first started and they were doing some really disruptive work and uh, they described it as they just had a, a the, the agency was quite small at times, so similar size to we are now. There's, and and you know we 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 are, you know we vary in size according to certain projects, etc. But on a whole, we we are quite small, and we can that you can sit and sit us all around one big table. And uh, we, I remember they're saying the same thing about mother. They said that um, they, when they were in the early stages, they had just group of them sat around the table and they would get a brief in didn't matter what wasn't about who you were whether you were a creative whether you were a producer or whether you were whatever you were it was just get everyone around a room chat about it as if you were chatting about a product at a bar with your friends and describing it and then they would come up with some ideas and they go yeah let's do that one and and it wasn't about you know oh being like oh we've got this most amazing creatives who comes up with this great idea it was just like more like listening to the gut and going like how do we do something and not overthinking it not questioning it too much and i think that's where that's where we come to life and that's like where like we think we sit around a table we discuss a thing and we we we, we often we talk about getting to ideas within 24 hours but i think arguably if if a lot of the time i'm sure most creatives will agree you you come up with something or something roundabout yeah in easily in the first 48 hours because it's your your instincts your whatever has made you good at what you do now is 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 all adding up to how you respond to something and also it's what how people respond like audience don't you know like people don't and like and analytically look at through different things or look at all the details they respond with their gut 
they see something they like they go i like it they don't and you know and like we overanalyze it as an industry or the advertising industry does and i think that's where and that leads to all the things like that leads to all the the bland vanilla stuff because you that's just inevitable yeah i think um i mean it's so interesting when you say like to me overthink too because you know when you have that much time and you're given the luxury of like even like overthinking you kind of to me you would at least have maybe more opportunity like are you even talking to all sorts of different people when you have that time no I don't think so it's probably just like same type of people talking to each other and overthinking and thinking that the more they like think about it the more good work is done I mean I'm fascinated by um you know like we often see this in more like design research side where um an big corporation or organization that would have spent so much time on research on something and then we would ask something like well have you spoke to this community or got insights related to this right like some like maybe more diverse angle and it would be no and you're kind of like so it's, it's very puzzling to me where the speed and how to utilize that speed like I think what like we do, for example, like fast pace recruitment of diverse individuals in a research, right? Which something that we don't see in organizations, because if we like even recruitment is something like that takes forever and it's all same type of people that the recruitment company they typically work with will recruit. And it's like probably triple the cost that it should be. Whereas like you could really just talk to people from all walks of life in way faster way and just recruit them into a research process and engage with them in a much more authentic way than just the focus group right like there's so many different ways and like how you can introduce speed for the sake of the outcome too right and it's not and it's, uh, and I don't think anyone and just for like maybe like the younger listeners and uh, of this like episode when speed we're not referring to just like get it out there, get it done, you know, sloppy, dirty. It's more like introducing that pace where all the, uh, where everything stalls normally so that you can actually create a better outcome, right? Like what, whether that is kind of, you're so right in terms of like the gut feeling you probably have as all stakeholders who know the company, understand the goal is probably there and then how you're going to mature that needs more work than just kind of like overthinking the idea itself because every idea can be brought into a cool form but how are you going to do that so massaging that and marinating that like all of that take that should be more um it's like innovation lab right like you need to nurture the idea for it to um come out as something that can like um really be innovative and it's not overthinking of the ideas how the process unfolds from there and we we also often say about like process is not a talk to, like we we focus so much on the outcomes and not the process maybe because process is not that sexy as the outcome itself but like the details there matter so much and how you approach that as a organization like culture your mindset right like it's it matters so much and I think you all and as brothers like this story is like so fascinating too kind of not only just like seeing but immersing yourselves into all that dysfunctionalities all these like collective industries and then coming together with all those insights that's already the mindset and culture of the organization which i think is very um hard to to adopt 
unless you yeah. kind of build in that mindset, right? That's why we have so many organizations like change management or cultural change initiatives happening, which are not really happening in so many organizations, because in the end, um, so many systems and like processes, those like details, those things that don't get the enough attention, the processes and how we work have to change. And as long as we don't change them, how do you change culture? But you, because you came from that, like you graduated from that really with those like learnings, I think uh, resulted in you having an innovative process and understanding um, where you introduce speed or where you can introduce speed. I think that is, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> am I reflecting correctly on what you're saying? No, kind of like hundred percent. I think it's it's like I think you're right. Like when you talk about the process, it's it's not very sexy. And like we talk about efficiency, it's like the least sexy word. But yeah. And, it's like it doesn't it doesn't make anyone want to jump up for joy but it's like i think it i think it's that that's where our speed is really is like not wasting time and not wasting like the the, the sort of i think there is the system is set up actually to incentivize people to waste time like the more the yeah. more time the more time they spend like we talked about it briefly with at least you know taking you know some three weeks of extra sort of uh creative development etc but like ultimately the, the system's system's wrong because it's it, you are encouraged to spend the longer you spend the more more profit you make and i think that profit is it, it's funny it's like we talk about um profit being sort of this kind of in some ways it's that arguably is the driving pro force but i'm why thing why things end up more bland and and you yeah. talk about because we talk about the safety blanket that comes in with all those different elements and i think it's all trying to protect profit and when you do that you end up you start you know you end up servicing a client rather than challenging them and like we, we are i am so excited about challenging clients like i will and you know i we, we, a lot of our some of our best clients are sort of founder led and we, and i will just hop on the phone and i will just say what are you doing the only re and i said i say i say to them and i said we've got a brilliant client there called cano water um and they're the first ever company to can water and they even before uh liquid death in america they 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 did it before them and i think they we have a really good relationship with them and we're always challenging them and i remember the first time we said we were, we were interested in sort of i guess interesting again not being like a servicing client relationship but like collaborating together when we first said it we said look we are super excited to partner with you and collaborate with you under one condition and we said you have to be brave and I know, I know bravery gets thrown around like a word that's a thing, but we said it, we put it on a big slide and we said to them, look, that's the only thing we ask. Like we, you know, everything else, just you promise you be brave. So there was this, there was this moment where we had a project where we basically called out Wimbledon for having Evian as uh, their sponsor. And uh, there was a, a lot of pushback within Cano initially to, to do that idea. And he, and even, um, you know, and uh, the founder is so, so he's got such a smart mind and he's so sort of passionate about everything. He just said, I'm getting a lot of pushback. And he said, I, I'm not, he was a bit sort of thing. And I phoned him up and I just said, do you remember what we said? <laughs> I said, you've got to be brave or there's no point doing this. And he went, 
fuck it. He was like, I'm, and he literally went, we're doing it. And he literally on that call, he made the decision. He overruled the decision and he was not only was it the most success. So just to give a bit of clarity on what we did here, um, we, uh, we we decided to set up a helpline for Wimbledon because we thought that Wimbledon is stuck in a in a toxic relationship with Evian because of the being stuck with plastic and being forced forced for people to have plastic in at, at the tennis tournament and so we we created we got a, a moving mobile billboard and we put a hotline number on it that had a, one message on it it had a, uh, you just phoned it and you got an answering message that said. Basically, hey Wimbledon, if this is you, we, we're here to help, and um, we're going to help you get through this. Where this is the Cano hotline, we're here to sort of help you get away from this your toxic relationship with plastic. By the way, it was really fun. We did the uh, the mobile billboard, and we went drove around Wimbledon State uh, Wimbledon facility, and I mean, we got so much attention, and it was amazing, and uh, I think, and I think what we didn't anticipate was that. Um, the sort of it it created like unbelievable sort of um response from investors who were like uh who who were just like i want to get involved in cano and uh from everyone's just sort of understanding a little bit more now because there is a big disconnect between uh single-use plastics and aluminium and i think there's an education job to be done there which is what we're, we're kind of working on for everything we do that aluminium is infinitely recyclable single-use plastics not so much um so we're trying to sort of like encourage that, and it is a lot better for the planet and all those things and we um we actually found out today which is the most uh sort of thing and i think i'm probably careful saying this but um it worked because they actually Wimbledon have actually acknowledged that we've uh, we've ruffled their feathers and and we've caused we've caused them so they've actually gone back to Evian and given them an ultimatum and said if you don't wow. have if you don't have canned water by next year that's it wow so like that's when we talk about like, making change and like brave decisions response. oh my gosh this is like amazing <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredible like we we always talk about like how thing and i think again if he had longer to think about that he probably wouldn't it, like he would have been he'd have too many people around him that would have stopped him doing it and he wouldn't have been able to make that brave decision and so again it, it, it's it's speed but it's it's more just like yeah it's more just like i think it's like it's more than that it's just it's 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 just about yeah, I think it's owning your truth. Like you already know it's a problem, right? You see what's wrong. And the fact that you don't talk about it is almost like I'm sitting on that information. Um, first of all, for you, it, it's like incredibly frustrating. Like, no, no, no. Here I'm like, I'm here to like talk about your brand and like showcase your brand. I need to show it in the way that is real. And for the founder too, like, why are you in that business in the first place? Right. And but what I love about the campaign you guys created is like that it shows an incredible case study of education in things and how we need to rethink how we educate in any topic, like in sustainability, inclusion, like all these words that kind of lost their meaning over time anyway, because we overuse it so much um, that this could be fun, this could be entertaining, this can be um, really gutsy, right? Like this can really 
um, look like this. I think this is an incredible um, example of how that can be done. Uh, and not only educating people and raising awareness on a subject that very much matters instead of like in US, for example, we have like a tiny link on packaging that says how to recycle and you're supposedly like go on there and figure out how to recycle which like most of the times you do it wrong anyway even if you get it right 10% of it gets recycled right like it's just clearly not working so more like a way like moving beyond how traditionally we're trying to educate and raise awareness which is clearly not working and putting the brand in a position like uh, in yourself in a position where you're taking full ownership of what you're there for and therefore push for a way that would amplify that message and calling out people um, not people or corporations on uh, in doing so too because I could see like if a small business is struggling with something and is not super responsible like because they don't have the finances like there is you can see a million reasons of why people cannot live their most, I don't know, environmental friendly sen- uh, self like every day because of day to day. But I, but we already know like big organizations don't have that luxury and they're going to have to move the needle for anything to change. And waiting for top down re- regulation will take forever. I mean, it will happen, but it will take forever. So that bottom up push, like that grassroots effort almost, how does that happen? And this is such a good example of how education and raising awareness could be very fun. Um, yeah. At the same time, how can you drive that bottom up push that we so desperately need to push for that change? Um, and Enter- entertaining, right? That you have yeah. to, like, because it's like anything. And I think like almost like, you know, we, we talk, we talk a lot about how to manage, uh, how to, uh, you know, humor and sustainability. And, and to us, it's not really about, necessarily those two things what it is is it's more about it's almost about how it's just like basic psychology right so it's like how do you as you respond to something like i don't want to i don't like i don't particularly like advertising in the sense of like i don't respond to it unless i'm given something in return and i think everyone's selfish when it comes to that that kind of thing they want you want some form of entertainment you don't want to be preached at you don't want to be told what to do don't want to be like made to be feel more miserable you know well i'm I'm already feel terrible about you know even just like you know what bin to put in recycling and do they actually you know all that kind of you could stay up all night thinking about all that stuff and someone comes in and goes you must do this or you just do this it's like no one listens they're desensitized to it it's like uh just a you completely i it completely goes over my head so i'm not surprised what it goes over just someone who's not in advertising so i kind of feel like we need to it's more about in some ways it's about giving some giving our audience the respect <laughs> they and going look let's yeah. let's let's provide some entertainment let's provide some humor let's uh, you know we we don't we we like we like laughing because i, I to be honest i'd rather laugh than cry so yeah. <laughs> but it's also very empowering like like there's so many problems in the world that is also like constantly changing well, like what the actual problem is right but then it's so puzzling for an individual so what can I do right? Like we keep talking about climate change. What is like a day-to-day action for me? Like, what can I do? Like, we have no idea. Like so many of us have no idea on how to take part in so many of these things. So that entertainment and fun also allows for, Oh yeah, I can switch my bottle. Right. Like it's like 
something so much more relatable. All these like fancy terms like, are you in a toxic relationship? It's so much more relatable than are you taking action in the name of climate change? <laughs> like, yeah. who, 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 no one listens to that. And I bet we're you humans, that. like we're humans, social animals. Like this is what we like thrive on. And where did we lose that touch? I think when we became corporates, right? Like must have been. Yeah. Um, we, we've, we've lost it. And I think you talked really well. You, you mentioned about the, the research element. And I think, you know, we are, you know, we're not against research in the, in a sense of finding out infam- interesting stuff, but we're against this idea of like the way research is set up and, and this traditional fun. sense of research. And I, I remember, so I, I remember reading somewhere, it said, so it really always made me laugh. And it said, um, Oh, why would you ever want an opinion of someone who signs up to a focus group? <laughs> and I was like, just, I, I hate focus I, groups so much. So much. And also it's like, who does them? Like I, I'm being really feeling like <laughs> who has time for that? And then goes and goes and I mean it's madness. And so and bad. I, so bad. I, like you put group of people in a sterile facility with a total stranger who asks about sometimes even personal things or asks dumb questions like, would you pay $9.99 for this? And when you open this thing, how does it make you feel? Like <laughs> like what 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 happened what happened and and and, and we sort of you know these things are like they are all adding up to the vanilla work they're all other things so you you know you end up with this you know corporate like you said corporate vanilla bland thing because you know we we're we're almost put all these safety mechanics in place that stops it and i think they and and i think we've got to be there's a really uh, there's a really good quote um and when i worked on nike we actually had like a little phil knight nike um kind of um document that got sent around and there's this one thing that always stood out to me and probably another thing that's contributed to 10 days is that it says the gut is always more reliable than research mm. and it, it goes in it says and it has a really nice analogy it says if you asked a kid what he wants in his cake and then make that cake for the kid that entire cake will end up being made of icing <laughs> kid will not 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 that he won't like the cake it will probably make him vomit and and, and it, to me that always stood out to me is like you know if you as well you have you can't like people don't necessarily know what they want. And when you force someone in a decision to ask and sort of formalize yeah. an opinion, I'm like going, if I got asked that question, I would feel like to justify my very existence, I would say something for the sake of saying something, because I think that that's what you have to do. hundred percent. Like if somebody asks you, how does it make you feel when you open a bottle, you're going to be like, uh, excited. Like you want to say something at the moment. And then that goes into like research, which also like how poorly research is done, like, oh my God. And also I think we skipped the part, like what you have because of your like constitution at this level, right? Like how you kind of went through all the corporate um, process and absorbed all that like um, know-how gave you an incredible power of synthesizing what you're seeing, right? That insight generation, that's a muscle that does not exist in corporations. There's so much data and then their ideas and how did they jump from this to here is not even like there is no um, like clear way of synthesizing what you're seeing and generating insights, which comes with like understanding human process, understanding um, the industry, like a seem more like a system view rather than just like that focus room and focus group. Right. And that is something 
Like, even if a kid says like icing, you can say, okay, the kid wants sugar, but that's the synthesis that you want to make out of that and not create, okay. but that's not how research is done. They would actually like either take it literally or disregard it completely. Right. And then, then you get called out on why aren't you listening to people? But yeah, I relate to everything you're saying. And I think your entire like even existence is an incredible um, way of uh, showing and understanding like any problem we talk about in the world is a human, it involves a human process, right? If we want to reach environmental goals, if we want to reach inclusion goals, whatever goals we want to meet as a corporation, as governments, as countries requires humans and it's very human and devil is in the details, like all that interaction and bureaucracy and poor way of like collaboration. Those are the things that are like getting in the way of how we're doing things. And you're almost like um, you're being the voice that is unheard and like, no, no, you this is what you actually feel and think. But like you're trying to go through all this, just cut that and put this out and let's like advance the conversation and reminding us that we're humans and what we relate to are very humanly things and so cutting all the fat in terms not only i think like the efficiency part right but the language simplify that the fanciness or the sugar coating which we hate obviously of like everything right like i think in that sense i mean very much appreciate you guys i have to like confess before i go to the last segment because we knew we were gonna like you know we could ramble all day that was um inevitable but anyway I just have to say how I first came across. So I'm on LinkedIn. I see this post. I don't know how it popped up on my like profile, but it has like 8,000 shares or something. And it's an ad. And I'm like, oh, another ad. But like, why did it get shared so much? And especially someone from like my community who is clearly, you know, a little bit sour, a little bit like questioning what's wrong with all of that. So I watch it and I'm so fascinated uh, like the guts in in the uh, fen. I'm talking about the fennel ad. Please go uh, Google a fennel ten days and you'll see it. I think it should have been headlining all platforms and magazines and uh, journal, uh, whatever newspapers. It didn't. Also shows the corporate BS in there, but whatever. Um, anyway, uh, so I watch it and I'm like, so like, I was just like, I was speechless and I was like, oh my god, this is so gutsy. This must have been from like a company so big that they don't care, right? Like they have so much money. They've already like been there, done that. Like they're around for 200 years. They're like, who cares, man? Let's just put this out. It must be that because that kind of like guts, um, like otherwise, you know, what if they sue? Like I'm like immediately thinking like all these like bad scenarios. And I go in and I find 10 days and I'm like, oh, my God. And not only it's like three brothers coming together. They're like, fuck it, man. We're not. going." <laughs> and it's I and that I think for me was even, you know, I think people who are in the space of like trying to push for progress or make progress in whichever industry. Right. It's easy to get discouraged and kind of not lose hope, but like have off days because you're just facing so many uh, walls every day. It was so motivating for me uh, to see that it was actually from you guys and not from a big corporation, because I think to me, then it was like, I mean, if they called out the big clown, like what else can go right? Let's just do it. Like, let's just go all in. Like, it was so encouraging and empowering. And I want to thank you for that. Um, 
which is why oh, like I, immediately and enthusiastically i reached out <laughs> no I, I mean it's lovely really lovely to hear it's like you know i mean we we definitely are always trying to push it and i think like we're always trying to think so to have that opportunity and i think more and more now like i think this if you can't do something that pushes it or calls people out or disrupts things arguably there's no point doing it and i think we have that very much that attitude and also what i love about setting up this like we talk about the bureaucracy and the red tape and all that kind of stuff but like we just sit me and my brothers and i guess because we got that brotherly relationship we're like yeah let's do that <laughs> and we're like <laughs> yeah. we have that kind of fantasy and we're like you know and we have nothing to lose arguably and like we we often say like you know we're only as good as our last dish because the truth is like for us if we end up making a vanilla piece of work we're done that's it it's yeah. game over because Been there, us, yeah yeah and it's like we'll we'll keep pushing it and we'll keep driving things and, and i think that's where that's so nice it's really lovely to hear and is that that's that like a because it means a lot that we can sort of start really challenging things and really sort of like and calling people out for good like making it like a um, statement like i know i've got i've got two kids and uh they're, they're two young kids and i'm thinking you know, I don't want to do advertising for to promote horrible things and do things. I want to make a difference. And so when we do actually have a chance to make an impact on stuff, I'm like, let's go, let's get them. Let's just go get, let's get everyone. Like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, we're just like, who can we, who can we target next? There's nothing. We're not, we're not scared of anything because like at the same time, it's like if tomorrow we end up sort of, it goes all wrong and we get something, we get sued. <laughs> I'm like, it was worth it, you know? It was, oh, my it God. Was... And they're so proud of you. Like, who cares about anything else anymore? You know, like, we have, yeah, um, I have huge, huge respect for that. And I think that's so motivating and encouraging for anyone who, who's, like, young and getting into a new space, too, right? Like, you don't have to have all the power in the world in order to push for change. And clearly, when you have all the power in the world, your opinions and um, thinking get skewed a little bit too. You get maybe too comfortable in that power and you don't want to change that power. So if anything um, disruptive, which I hate that word, but at the same time, I feel like it is so appropriate to describe you guys um, could come out. I think it's going to come out from people like you who really can keep it real and um, really own what they're doing and just pushing for that change. Also, like acting way more responsibly, like responsibly for the future generation. Um, but I think we just like the entire episode was like a theme of like be brave. But any other advice you would have for anyone who wants to push boundaries and um, I don't want to say make change, but at least push for change. Yeah, I think like uh, I think the best best we've got three bits of advice. So um, we always say like push things to the edge of madness because we feel like you can rein it back a little bit. But if you're if you go really far, like it's much harder to push something if it, if you're starting in a in a sort of blandish place. Go crazy and then rein it back a little bit, and it will still be a bit mad, which is which we love doing. And then I think which has been a huge motivation for us and is things is whenever anyone says that's the way it's done, or yeah. that's just the way it's done that for us is like that is rocket fuel for us like we go nuts when that happens we're like well there's a, there's going to be a, there's a better way there's, a, there's and we don't even know what that way is we sometimes sit there going oh, we'll find it and like we everything every single thing we do down to idea creation to production to uh whatever it have that we have that mentality where i'm just like 
no, I'm not letting this, I'm not letting this slide and we just go for it. And then the last bit is, I think, trust your gut, don't overthink and everything, everything will be better for it. Love that. I wish somebody told me that when I was in college, but anyway, <laughs> Jolian, thank you so much. This is obviously, it was uh, incredible. It's been incredible to witness like the work that you're creating. I no thousand percent it's just gonna exponentially grow the amount of work you're gonna put out there because it's just inspiring people and more people are gonna want to be on board and then you guys will be headlining some uh important summits and conferences and whatever that's what i'm manifesting and if anybody like if any of these organizations don't invite you i'm gonna call them out on that like this is yeah. too important <laughs> um but anyway so thank you so so much it, this was such a thank treat so much for really me. happy that you joined Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.